Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you creative insights on your creative journey. Um, today, this episode is brought to you by Panels, a good partner of mine, uh, Panels, Comics and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California, right off Mission Avenue. Uh, got some great coffee, great treats, and some of the hottest uh, comic books and graphic novels out right now. So they're, they've been a, a great partner um, with, the, with Creative Brew. Um, still practicing some social distancing, so, but I still want to give a shout out to them. Uh, also, another partner uh, and sponsor of mine is Astropad. And they actually turned my iPad Pro um, into another graphics tablet. For, so for any creators, uh, graphic designers, uh, digital illustrators, uh, if you don't have a graphics professional graphics tablet, uh, tablet, there's all there's all kind um, out there. Uh, you can use your iPad Pro and download the AstroPad app. It's a membership, so you have to pay uh, yearly for it. But it's a great tool because it allows you to turn your iPad right into another professional graphics tablet. Uh, you can use all your programs from your computer, and it, it pretty much turns even what may it turns my uh, uh, all the things that I do, I have, I can create a uh, remote and virtual um, desktop um, digital workspace with AstroPad. I can work anywhere I want to, and um, it allows me to, you know, fine tune and, and uh, tweak certain um, certain designs, certain graphics when I need to zoom in on certain things or or really get some uh, some real clear edges on some of my logos and, and other designs that I create. But a great tool. Uh, like I said, they do have a creative community out for any any creator, and you can go to AstroPad out. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, check them out, or you can go to um, astropad.com to find out more information on that. So today we have a, uh, a great guest today, Mike Moore. Uh, he'll tell you a little bit about himself. Uh, we actually, uh, yeah, honestly, we, we met online. I mean, I think this is pretty much the new norm now is uh, learning. And, and I, I, this is for anyone that's listening, uh, that will be listening uh, on Tuesday uh, on the radio show, on the podcast is right now um even with social distancing and and other things that's going on uh that's prevalent in our own you know in our world right now there's still ways to still create relationships and and like i said in my other podcast you figure out ways if you're struggling right now you figure out ways to give more value to more people and you'll always come out on the uh on the good side of things uh if you're like i said if you're in victim mode and you're you're trying, trying to figure out why me or you know figuring out you know, obviously, you know, people's got different struggles right now. But, um, you know, if you're if you're in the mindset game and you're or you're looking to uh, build a foundation um, to fortify yourself, even in times like this, you've got to have a great mindset, great heart set, uh, getting getting your body right. If you get all those things in check, whatever circumstances, whatever conditions that you hit, um, it's not going to matter. You know, you keep fighting, you keep being resourceful, you keep being more creative. And this is what, you know, Mike Moore is going to be talking about. Uh, he's going to be talking, like I said, we'll be talking about some different things. But, um, yeah, he's in the mindset game. Uh, he, like I said, he's sort of like me. He's, he is a, uh, uh, a jack of all trades. I love that. Uh, I, I like to be able to diversify and, and be able to use whatever talents I give for whatever, whatever purposes it means. But I'll, uh, I'll let him talk about his uh, brief, brief introduction and, and talk a little bit about what he does and who he is. Sure. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So I'm happy to be here today. So I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. Uh, my name's Coach Mike. Uh, the wrestling community or martial arts community knows me as Mindset Mike. So I am one of the regional managers for a company called Winning Mindset. And we have, have sports-specific programs in 21 different sports to teach exactly what it sounds like. Mindset, right? Sport-specific mindset training. The yeah. idea is that sports just like life, we're 90% mental, but we spend almost 0% of the time uh, training it. So my role in the company is that I'm the one that mainly travels and speaks at big conventions, work with high profile athletes and teams um, across numerous different sports. So, you know, I've got my UFC shirt on, my UFC Performance Institute shirt on. And, you know, that was from when I was in Vegas, um, you know, working with Matt Brown. He's got the second most knockouts in UFC history. He's yeah. one of my clients. I wanted to be there. Um, I was there for the week of his uh, fight in Vegas. You know, Alex Perez is another top 10 guy in the world. Vint uh, Linton Vassell is another top 12 guy in the world. We work with over 35 UFC and Bellator fighters, um, Bellator, Invicta, Combat Jiu-Jitsu, you name it. Now, in, in wrestling, we work with about 3,600 athletes a year, just to give you perspective. 
right? People think that wrestling mindset is a great social media concept or a great social media content provider. Or, you know, maybe we work with uh, a bunch of teams here and there. No, 3,600 a year is the minimum of what we work with. And, you know, that goes from coast to coast. We got clients in other countries. And like I said, 21 different sports. I worked with a collegiate championship archery team this year. They finished uh, second in the country, right? Working, uh, we're in talks right now with uh, Ferrari's race car team, you name it. Mindset's a very critical piece. Now me, me personally, a little bit about me. Um, you know, obviously, I grew up, I got cauliflower ear in both ears. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up wrestling. Um, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu now, but um, I grew up wrestling my entire life. I wrestled division one through uh, college at the university of Maryland. After I graduated, I was in the FBI for seven years. And when I was in the bureau, um, I did things like hostage negotiations, surveillance, forensic accounting. Um, and I was one of the program managers for the background. Well, I was the program manager for background investigations in, in the Houston division. So I had a very diversified career in the Bureau. And while I was there, uh, I transferred to Houston. I opened up a wrestling club and I saw a drastic need to help kids on the mental side of the game. Now for me with the psychology behavioral um, science background, I felt like I had a pretty good read. Like mentality was my strength when I wrestled. And I had a very good read on it. I helped a lot of kids bring the best that most out of themselves. But I saw in one year, uh, the wrestling club that I run, we had 13 kids in the state finals here in Texas. Nine of them should have won. Only four of them did. Yeah. Five of them just straight up crapped the bed. And they knew what they needed to do physically, mentally. They didn't show up. And I didn't want that to happen ever again. So I sought out resources as a coach, became a wrestling mindset client. Two years later, right, I start coaching for wrestling mindset. That company starts growing and growing. This is 2015, 14, we're talking about now. Um, the company grows, company grows. We start working with the Olympic teams. We start working with numerous Division I college teams, NCAA champions. Then one year, we had two unseated wrestlers win NCAA titles. That was the same year the Olympic team started calling. Um, that was when I made the decision to leave the Bureau and jump on um, board on the corporate team for wrestling mindset into a more leadership type position. So that was 2016. And now I get to travel the country and, um, you know, have a career in sports, helping athletes and at all different levels. So um, I still compete in jujitsu because it keeps me relevant to not just the jujitsu and fight community, but it keeps me relevant as a competitor. My body's way too banged up um, to wrestle anymore, but Jiu-Jitsu allows a former collegiate wrestler to kind of dictate where, where the fight goes. And, and it's fun. It's like a solving, um, it's like solving chess games, yep. um, except with extreme consequences. Yes. So I really, really enjoy combat sports. So like I said, I'm, I'm excited to be here and see what kind of creativity um, um, and, and advice we can, we can spur to the listeners of your podcast today. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, like I said, uh, I, I like I said, I still compete like you. I, I still uh, do jujitsu. I still wrestle. Um, so uh, yeah, man, I think it keeps me uh, keeps me definitely keeps me in shape. And uh, at the same time too, I think I've learned more. Uh, even going into jujitsu now, uh, I, I've learned more um, as far as I feel like I've, I've gained more insight going back to wrestling, doing more jujitsu. hundred uh, percent. And uh, I, I think it's allowed me to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more fluid with some things. Uh, 100%. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely. I, I congratulate, congratulate you for, for, you know, still training. There's a lot of people. I always, always mess with a lot of my uh, old wrestling buddies. because You know, they get out of high school, they get out of college, and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> and uh, I, I know I've always been one of those where I, I mean, I've always enjoyed uh, training and enjoyed competing and uh, you know I, still I think grappling is like the new thing for wrestlers to yeah. transition to MMA is so deep and it takes a lot of it takes years of discipline like Henry Cejudo was an Olympic champion and he was fighting small promotions for years um, and he had a fight to make it into the UFC yeah. um, part of that was because he was struggling making weight but the other part of it was you know it just takes time takes skill development. It's a full-time job if you want to do it right. And I think grappling is an easy transition. And if you want to transition MMA, that's great. But, you know, I'm very busy with my career as you are. So I don't get the time to train on a regular basis, but I make a point. I promise myself to compete a minimum once a year. So when I started jujitsu, I did it for about six months straight. Um, and then business picked up a lot and I was traveling 
all over. So I stopped training, but maybe for once a week, um, you know, but I'm on the wrestling mat uh, or, or in some sort of grappling capacity, I'm wrestling or grappling four to six days a week, every week. And if I'm out of town, I'm probably on a wrestling mat doing the same thing too. So, you know, I, I definitely recommend for anybody that's listening, if you're um, a former athlete of any sport, but particularly of wrestling, play around with jujitsu. It's fun, man. It's just, there's no pressure. You just enjoy it. You're learning, but you're already good at something. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I know that first time I started jumping in jujitsu and uh, Lord, I think I got tapped about six times in a row. And uh, yeah. after that, I started, you know, start learning and, you know, start, you know, just really just getting into it more. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I, I want, I definitely want to try to compete uh, at least once or twice this year. Hopefully we'll see. But uh, I, I competed last year uh, in a blue belt division and uh, won, won a blue belt division. Um, but um, yeah, man, I, I enjoy it. I, I love it. I definitely want to get into some more grappling competitions. Um, definitely not as, uh, it, does, it definitely doesn't bang you up like it does wrestling. wrestling no, for sure. It could, it could wear your body out. And <laughs> it's really, honestly, like, I think what you said was good too, that um, I wrestle differently because of doing jujitsu in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I don't know many wrestlers that are guard players. For those of you that don't understand what we're talking about, that means we're laying on our back, um, uh, uh, looking for triangles, arm bars, and, and things of the, and, and uh, footlocks, things of those natures. But what, what jujitsu has allowed me to do is, because it's okay to go to my back, I don't mind giving up a little bit of position to get to a much better position. Yeah. So you notice like Bo Nickel, Jason Nolf, like some things that they do, you're like, why would you put yourself, oh, damn, that guy's on his back now. Okay. Yeah. You know, it kind of just really, um, uh, it opens your mind to be more creative. So I recruit a lot of um, wrestlers in our youth program from the jujitsu program. You know, in Houston, all of our best athletes, they don't wrestle. They go and play other, you know, the major ball sports. Yeah. So if I, the kids that I want are the ones that are, are, are going to use wrestling for the jiu-jitsu and then wrestle when, once they get to high school. You know, I grew up in New York where wrestling was bigger than football is down here in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, coming to Texas, it, you couldn't win the battle of creating value um, to wrestling versus football, which you can do is incentivize the combat sports community to start wrestling. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you feel um, like it is now in Texas? Do you feel like it's, I'm sure football is always gonna be king, but do you feel like wrestling's taking a more of a leaps and bounds now uh, recently, even with Bo Nickel and some of the other guys that come out of Texas that do well? I think, I think and you know, I give a very blunt description because I'm an outside, I'm an outsider that's able to look in, you know, I was very intimately involved with like USA wrestling um, and like the, the Texas events, you know, the last seven years that I've been here. And, you know, I don't think Bo Nickel, Jack Mueller, um, and even, you know, some other guys that made splashes at the at division one level. I don't think they're a representation of Texas. Yeah. I think they're a representation of, very dedicated wrestling teams and families. You know, Bo Nickel went to Allen. That's a top 20 high school in the country. His dad is a phenomenal coach. Jack Mueller's practice partners were division one, all Americans and Olympic champions. Right. So like, you know, the people that came out of Texas, they're not Texas made. Sorry, Texans. Um, Texas, what Texas is doing right now well is growth in numbers. What they're not doing well is, is retention. Um, you know, you get, I see kids, I see clubs start out with 40, 50 kids. They finish the year 15 and seven go to the state tournament. And I'm talking about like at the youth level. So we have to make a push to, you know, there has to be more emphasis at the grassroots level. But here's the problem in Texas is that there's no middle school wrestling, like next to none. Um, versus you look at California, you look at New York, you look at Pennsylvania. These kids start in youth clubs. Most of these youth clubs are directly connected to high schools. Yeah. So, you know, I spent a lot of time with Selma, California, in Selma, California. Yeah. Um, and I've spent time at, at Bosco. They have tremendous youth programs that are direct connect to the high school. Yeah. So, you know, why is Selma as good as they are? Why is Bosco as good as they are? I'll say Selma in particularly. Those are homegrown kids. Richard Figueroa is a homegrown kid. Jace Lucal is a homegrown kid. So, you know, all of these kids, most of them are homegrown. And then they get to high school and transfer seven times. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, California's got these crazy rules. But, you know, Texas is growing in numbers. We need that. We need retention. 
and we need middle school wrestling. That's the, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. And it's uh, definitely an uphill battle, but you know, we're definitely not losing, but I wouldn't say necessarily we're on the winning side yet. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, going back into the, the mindset, you know, I, and this is something that I may want you to, I definitely want to pick your brain on is, uh, you know, we, right now, I mean, obviously, you know, everything that's going on right now, a lot of people, um, filing for unemployment, rec- record numbers, um, you know, people sort of figuring out, okay, well, what do I do? I, I don't even have my job anymore. Um, what, I mean, what would you, if you were in that situation, um, what would you, what would you do? You know, so I'm a 1099 and I have the opportunity to file for unemployment and I'm not going to, not, not because I'm so content with like where I'm at, um, but because I don't even want to give myself I don't want to give myself that level of comfort. I'd rather personally, I'd rather have to hustle a little bit more yep. than have the knowledge of knowing that that stuff's coming in. Now I'm not saying anything negative about anybody that is like, to me, like I, I, I told my mom that she said I was stupid, <laughs> but I was like, mom, I, I feel better with my back against the wall and forcing me to hustle in different ways. You know, that's the wrestler yep. in me. Um, I have this sense of urgency. If I have a great month last month, that doesn't change my, my, Um, how hard I want to grind this month. So my advice to everybody, you know, I've been on dozens of podcasts and Zoom calls and all this stuff over the last couple of weeks because everybody's looking for us to how do I keep my employees or my athletes, you know, actually literally right after your, our our podcast, um, I'm going to be doing a Zoom call with the UFC team in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're talking about is, you know, how do we, how do we, how should we approach this time? So going back to your question, the moral of my story has been, if you don't come out better than you came in, you did this wrong. Yeah. Right. So this is, these are once in a lifetime. This is a once in a lifetime time in our, in, in our lives. Okay. Um, once in a lifetime doesn't always mean sunshine and rainbows. Right. But everything needs to be looked at as an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Um, good and bad. This is an opportunity for you to destroy your life. Or this is an opportunity for you to hit the reset button like nature is all over the world. Oh, yeah. Like water's clearing up, pollution's going down, dolphins are swimming to the shore. Um, so the focus has to be on thriving. I don't care if your business is shut down and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills next month. Focus on thriving. You'll settle with success and you'll be upset with survival. If you focus on survival or being complacent, mm-hmm. you will settle with failure, right? And then you'll be upset obviously, or end up with, you know, extremely grave circumstances. Point is, it's like wrestling. Wrestling is a lot like life. If you focus on dominating, you'll settle with a good win. If you focus on, um, if you focus on a good win, you'll settle with a bad win, right? If you're focused on winning or not losing, you're going to settle with a poor performance as long as you win or like lose closely. Yeah. If your objective is to dominate or pin people, it's pin or tech people, you're going to be pissed at a major and really mad at a decision. You know, so you look at a lot of guys across the country that they win one or two point matches and they're like just so excited they won when they could have beat that guy by 10 points. Yeah. Right. Versus you look at Zane Rutherford when he was in college, you look at Jason Nolf, Bo Nickel. If they didn't pin you, they were mortified, mortified. They beat your ass but they didn't pin or tech you and they were mortified. That's the same approach that we have to take to life right now. Focus on thriving, not surviving. I don't care what your situation is. You need to thrive. So if you are broke, you don't know how you were going to pay your rent or you were just in a really tough spot. You got to get creative, be gritty. Like, like that's what wrestlers are made of. Right. And you don't have to wrestle to be gritty, but right now is the time to gritty to be gritty. You know, be thankful for the opportunity to struggle. This is life giving you an opportunity to level up, or get leveled. Yeah. This situation will, ri- will rise you up, right? Or it will shut you down. So, you know, I, us as adults, we have, to be, um, we have to be models to our younger generation. This event will shape the lives of everyone in school of school age children yeah. right now. And who are they looking to? How are their parents handling it? How are their coaches handling it? How are the local business people they know handling it? And how, and how are they going to know with, with, without uh, seeing them in person? What are they posting about, right? 
Like, what is social media saying? So get creative, right? As soon as I knew this was going to happen, I'm like, all right, just means I, I'm not going to be able to travel, which is usually how I make the majority of my money is generating leads to travel. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to double down on wrestling lessons, you know, and like, I'm only going to be able to have, you know, one kid at a time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to have to figure out other ways to generate leads. And I took it as an opportunity to grow and learn not as something frustrating that's causing me problems yeah. because when we focus on problems, all we'll see is more problems yep. versus being a solution oriented person. Um, you know, whatever problem that you have, you're going to have multiple problems every day. Some of you. Yeah. Okay. So instead of being saying, why me ask yourself, what can I learn from this? So like, all right, you know, you thought your business was going to be able to stay open. Now it can't. Okay. What are my options? Can I postpone my mortgage. Can I postpone this? Can I postpone that? Is there a forbearance? Is there a loan? Okay. You've exhausted all those options. Now you're good. You're good. You're good. Something else bad happens. Okay. You're going to complain about it or are you going to figure out how to solve it? Because yeah. the energy to do one or the other is the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll say there's one last thing, you know, uh, that I'll say to that topic and that's treat your emotional energy and what you're investing it in like money and the stock market right? Mm -hmm. Invest, you know, tr your emotional energy, if it was money, you wouldn't invest it into things that didn't give you an ROI, right? Just like we don't, as entrepreneurs, you and I, we don't invest our time into people that don't give an ROI. Not because our relationships are supposed to be reciprocal. Like, what can I get from you? It's, you know, I want to, you know, uh, do, uh, investing your time um, and energy into someone or something, right? There needs to be some sort of return on that investment um, in a positive manner yeah. versus you think along the lines of, you know, if you're going to spend your time getting frustrated and pouting, obviously you're not going to gain anything out of that. If you spend your time, spend your time focusing on all the problems that you're having instead of solutions, you're not going to gain anything from that. Just like if I were to have 10 grand, I wouldn't go to a, I wouldn't go to an investor and um, I wouldn't allow them to invest my money into a stock that's not going to give me anything back. Yeah, that's, so just be careful with how you invest your time and your energy right now and focus on the right things. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah you should prove a great point. I mean, that's something I actually told, uh, I, like I said, I do a little, little bit of uh, you know, coaching uh, wrestling. Well, actually coaching uh, some of my uh, MMA fighters, but uh, I talk to them every, every Wednesday um, that I do practice. And I, that was the one thing I told them was, you know, your, your emotion, figure out ways to invest your emotion into something, uh, in something positive. You know, use, use that. You know, and, um, you know, create those, well, actually what I've heard before is, you know, creating that, that elevated emotion, you know, being able to, you know, how do you want to feel, uh, you know, at your, you know, your, at the best version of you, use that, use that energy to, uh, you know, fuel it towards something positive instead of, you know, focusing everything on the, you know, what's, what's going wrong or, you know, what the problem is. Uh, we would just focus more on the problem if we look at the problem and we have to, like you said, we have to be, um, solution oriented, uh, you know, we have to be uh, focused on what you can control too. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, the, the main concept that everybody talks about a wrestling mindset is predator mindset, right? Predator animals are designed with eyes in the front. Prey animals are designed with eyes in the side. So lions, tigers, and bears, right? Deers, rabbits, and squirrels. Mm -hmm. So we can focus on everything that's going on around us, or we can double down and focus on ourselves. Right. So this is a great picture. You know, for those of you that can see, this oh, yeah. is, this is my favorite, favorite picture when it comes to mindset, right? Um, when you focus on the right things, it's hard to fail and it's a lot easier to deal with adversity and it's easier to be successful. Mm -hmm. When you focus on the wrong things, it's very hard to be successful. It's a lot easier to fail. So, you know, right now, you know, invest your energy into worrying about things that you can control. Control yeah. your attitude, right? Control the effort that you put in, control what you invest your time and energy in, right? Focus on you, don't worry about other people, okay? Take care of the things that you can. Don't worry about the things that you can't. Don't worry about when this is over. Focus on getting better in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Don't worry about next Monday, right? Focus on the next two, three days at a time. And then two, three days at a time. You can forecast some stuff, but crush, you know, win small battles throughout this. Because listen, I know nationally we're talking about, you know, May 1st, but Virginia's June 1st, right? For, yeah. And in some places, if some people don't listen, we're going to end up in damn near July. And yeah. guess what? You want to be homeless or do you want to figure out ways to get ahead right now? Right? Like some of us, I think we're like, all right. So, so for those of you that are listening that are wrestling, 
I feel like when someone gets taken down in freestyle or Greco, right? They go big bird and they're like, hmm, please don't turn me. 15 seconds ref, please don't turn me, right? Versus being proactive and on the way down, I'm moving, I'm turning, like I'm trying to roll the lock. Yeah. You got to be offensive right now. Don't be defensive and try to like make it through the next month, right? Because this may last longer. Prepare for this to last through July and be happy if it doesn't, right? But that means create opportunities now. Focus on opportunities. If you, if you focus on winning your days, the months will go by. If you focus on what am I going to, what's going to happen in a month? I can't tell you. Yeah. Right. I mean, like we may be, we may end up being fine. We may end up with people looting out of one another's, uh, 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 out of one another's houses when supplies go low. I don't know. So focus on winning tomorrow. Yeah. I, I think that's uh yeah, that's another great point. I mean, I think as I said, we, we, I, I don't even listen to the news anymore. Uh, Me neither. I, I don't even watch TV a lot. I mean, as it is, but, um, I know just when, as, as soon as all this stuff started coming out, I mean, I was telling a couple of my fighters, I was like, Hey, look, you need to, you know, be careful about, you know, what you watch on TV. Cause it's like I said, they, the media can control the narrative on anything. And, you know, if you sit there and they suck you into being, okay, this is a pessimistic out view. This is what it's looking like. Not to say, not, and I don't want to take anything out of the fact, you know, things are happening right now. People are dying. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people with loved ones that's, that's passing away. Um, but at the same time, too, this, is, this could be the, the, the greatest opportunity of your life right now. Uh, if you see it as that, and this could be the, the foundation and stepping stone for the next, you know, five to 10 years is this point right now. Weaker people are going to fall versus stronger people are going to build businesses. Yeah. Businesses will build out of this. So will a crap ton of babies. And we're going to yeah. call them the coronials, <laughs> right? We're, we're, we're not going to have millennials. We're going to have coronials in nine months. Everybody's going to be Christmas and January babies. Right. So, but I think like, you know, what do they say? um, More champions are made from rock bottom than success. So, you know, I, I think there are weak people, there are tough people, and then there are anti-fragile people. Weak people just break easy. It's like a, it's like cheap glass, right? Like everybody's a windshield. Um, You know, uh, I've, I said this on my own. And then I realized that the Paulson brothers actually say the same thing. I work with UVA and uh, I, I heard them talk about how, how the Paulsons say the same exact reference. Light, you, life, and your opponents, they're all a windshield. Every windshield is breakable. Bulletproof glass is breakable at some point. Steel reinforced glass is breakable. So is your car windshield. And I would imagine that the, the windshield of a Lexus is probably stronger than the windshield of a Kia. So my point is, is that, you know, everyone has a breaking point. And this could be a time for, you know, like I said, the weaker people will fold, strong people will survive and maybe do okay. Anti-fragile, those are the people like maybe you and me, that when we see adversity, we see opportunity. And we say, ooh, time to outwork our competition, let's get ahead. Like, let me breathe in this difficulty, right? I'm gonna breathe in the good that I can do, and I'm gonna exhale the bad, Yeah. right? I feel, I wake up with urgency more now than ever. I wait, I get two workouts in a day, I'm grinding my butt off, um, you know, business-wise. I'm trying to get creative, do new things, learn new things. I signed up for an online learning course at Yale. Like, I'm going to get better. And, <laughs> and, and I know a lot of other people aren't. So the, going back to that anti-fragile thing, I think of the concept of anti-fragile as the same wind that blows out a candle ignites a fire. The same pressure that busts the pipe makes a diamond right? So it depends on what you do with it. And anti-fragile means it's kind of like Batman versus Superman. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Okay. You know, Doomsday, the, the villain in that movie? Yeah. Okay. Every bomb, every bullet that hit him, he absorbed that energy and it made him bigger. So every, every bomb or flaming bag of turds that life throws at all of you, okay, you need to absorb it and let it get you stronger right? Not just try to dip, dive, and dodge, okay? Yeah. Like I said, you're either going to be weak and it hits you in the face and you fall down. You're yeah. going to dodge it, but don't move forward. Or you're going to put your chest out and you're going to say, bring it. And you're going to use it as fuel to make you stronger. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's great. Um, so as far as you and 
I, I go back to where I'm mean, even with this situation right now. Um, it's sort of weird. I mean, it's one, and, and I'm sure you could uh, attest to this too, is you know being able to uh, you know put, getting the right resources, getting uh, the right people around you, uh, reading the right books, reading the you know feeding yourself with the right right 100%. things to, to fuel your mind. I think uh, if if I met the version the uh, a version of me from maybe even ten years ago, um, I think now. I'm definitely, definitely a whole lot different, but uh, I feel like I'm probably stronger now in this situation right now than I would have been 10 years ago if 100%. I had, you know, started absorbing, you know, the right material, listening to, you know, always, I'm, I'm podcast junkie, always listening to different, different people, different mindsets, different perspectives, and, and absorbing that and using that um, and letting that become uh, who, I, who I am. Um, I think now, like I said, with this, with this situation, you know, it, it was one of those where I Honestly, I mean, I wasn't, you know, frightened or anything, but, you know, I understand what, what the, you know, what's going on right now. But at the same time, too, I'm like, okay, now it's time to, it's, now it's time to expand more um, in this situation. You know, how much, you know, how much more value could I give the people? Uh, how could yeah. I help more people? And You, you uh, know, it's funny, you, you know what I noticed is that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we immediately, our first reaction was like, how do I provide resources to help others? Yeah. Right. Like, Hey, we're struggling, but like, how do we provide resources to help others? Because yeah. I think like entrepreneurial type people, like we, we, we would want, we, we understand what others are going through. We're going through the same. So if we have skills, we want to be able to utilize them to help others. Mm -hmm. Right. Versus I think people that are not in that line of sight are more so like, how do I like, like, how do I survive? How do I survive? How do I survive? How, how do I make it through? So perfect example is I see all my friends in the fitness industry. The first thing that they started doing was posting in-home workouts for free. Not, hey guys, you want to use my programs? Like, here's my Venmo. Venmo me. They're like, yo, let, let me go drop some knowledge and help you. You know, like we, we've been doing all these Zoom calls for free. Um, things that we would normally charge 500 bucks for one session for. Yeah. We're doing them for free because you know, this is what like we need to come together as a country, as a wrestling community, as a combat yeah. sports community, as a creative community. We need to come together to help each other um, because, you know, virtually that's all we got. I know your business is virtual. My business is virtual. So it's not that it's, it's not scary times. Like we respect what's going on, but I yeah. think like, especially for you know people like you and me with wrestling backgrounds, listen, you don't always wrestle easy people and even kids that we've tech fault were difficult to wrestle, right? Like you get different opponents all the time. Some are bigger, some are shorter, some are, some are more muscular, some are skinnier, right? Some are better, some are worse, some are from a good team, some are from a bad team. This is no different than any other opponent in any sport, you know? Like you can't treat this as anything different. We've all been through different examples of difficulty in our life. You know, think of when we went through 9-11, Think of when we went through, you know, other crises, like, uh, I'm in Houston. We flooded three times in the last three years. Yeah. We had the worst flooding in United States history. I had 60 inches of water around my house. Like I had scared of no virus. I watched mother nature try to kill an entire city of people. Yeah. Flooded 200,000 homes in front of my face. Right. Like I, we've all been through things. And like, I think this is another great piece of advice that I haven't shared enough when going through a difficult time remind yourself of other times in your life where you've been a badass, right? Like I made a post about, I was scrolling through old pictures and I saw my first day at the FBI. And, you know, I know I'm a tough dude. Like I've proven that to myself a thousand times in a thousand ways, but like remind yourself of times where you're a badass. You've been through significant adversity and you've overcome it because Wrestling is not that much different than life. Going to FBI training and going through that process, not that much different than overcoming the pandemic. If you can do hard things, this is just another hard thing. Yeah. Okay. And if you focus on everybody else, you're going to lose. Like, listen, I don't care if this starts killing everyone and there's walking zombies. The only person that you're supposed to worry about is you and your immediate people around you. Yeah. Right. So double down the focus on making sure you're prepared and your family's prepared and those in your control are prepared. Ultimately what's going on in the world doesn't affect anybody during a quarantine. Like I'm in my garage and like my doors are closed. My house is locked. Like what you going to do as long as I got supply. So, you know, it was funny. My mom was like, why aren't you stocking up supplies? I was like, you know, I'm kind of going to get excited if that happens. I've, I've been stockpiling protein powder for years. 
I'm pro I've, I've already rationed food and as a wrestler before, yeah. like I'm going to get shredded one way or another. And if food starts running low, like I'm sure I'll be fine. I've not eaten for two days in high school and managed to make it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, so right now, um, and these are, I'll be some, some other questions. Um, the, uh, creative tips, uh, what yeah. would be, what be one or two creative tips that you uh, could provide our audience? I'm going to uh, quote a TED talk okay. that I saw. Um, let me see if I can grab it. I'm going on my phone to take a look. TEDx, TEDx, TEDx. So it was a TEDx Nashville. One of my wrestlers sent me the link. So I was like super proud of him for paying attention. All right, here, here it is. So I saw this and um, I think it really speaks to like this time, it speaks to like how leaders should lead. That was the topic of the, uh, the, 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 the TED talk, but it speaks to this time and athletes in general. Um, the topic of the TED talk specifically is that leaders should do what drug addicts do. And they essentially broke it down into three things. Number one was practice rigorous authenticity. Number two was surrender the outcome. Number three was do uncomfortable work. So I can give you my own, my own take that I've, and my own um, specific wording and input, they essentially get broken down into those three things in a different way anyway. So let's see, what was this guy's name? Michael Brody Waite, giving you a shout out if you ever see this dude. Um, really good TED Talk. And um, so rigorous authenticity. When it comes to being creative, be you. I'm so sick and tired of seeing, I think like women are the most, are the, the most guilty of this, um, or people in the fitness community. They post a picture with a random Bible quote underneath, or they post a picture with a random motivational quote. Like I do that sometimes too, for sure. Um, but I notice the posts that I have the absolute most engagement, especially if it's like quotation based are my words. Yeah. Like, like, yes, I say some gangster stuff, but it's, it's, it's authentic. Yeah. I think some people need to chill with being authentic. I'm not going to name names and call some people out, but like, yo, some of you are too authentic and you need to chill, right? <laughs> you need to listen to probably some of the advice of the people in your corner. Like, I know you don't care about what other people think, but some of you need to take it down a notch, yeah. right? But practice is rigorous authenticity. Be authentic. I'm not telling you to like go overboard on some of the extreme things we believe. Be authentic. So whatever you're putting out creatively, be mm -hmm. authentic. I had a, a buddy of mine, um, Christos, if you watch it, I'll give you credit for this idea. You know, he said he lived with me for a handful of months. And so he would listen to me do talks with teams and individuals all day, every day. And he was like, man, you really say some gangster stuff, but you never share it with anybody that's not your clients. I was like, well, part of me has kind of done that on purpose. And the other part is like, you know, I'm just kind of lazy when it comes to that. Like, I don't want to just put out content randomly. Like I want to figure out the formula of like, when's the right time to go live, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. More story is, is that he's like, you just need to put it out there. So step one and step one, a and B just do it, which I, even I haven't taken part of that as well as I could have just do it, put it out there, but mm -hmm. be rigorously authentic. I think that's like probably one of the best ways that I've seen it put. Um, surrender the outcome was a concept that I did not come up with, but it is a concept that I learned from a book called chop wood, carry water. There is a great, uh, quote in that book that I will, uh, read for everybody here. Okay. All right. So he didn't come up with this either. Um, the ultimate illusion of the human experience is control. The person you want beside you in battle is the guy who has surrendered the outcome and surrendered to the fact that he might die. When you surrender the outcome, you are freed up to be at your best be in the moment and to trust your training. It is the one who has surrendered the outcome who ironically has the greatest chance of survival. It is the one who has surrendered the outcome who has the greatest chance of success. It is the one who has surrendered to the fact that he could fail, who has the greatest likelihood of not failing. Surrendering the outcome doesn't mean you care less about the outcome or your process. It doesn't mean that you give your very best. It doesn't mean, it does not mean you don't give your very best. It means that you have surrendered to the outcome that is outside of your control. Many mornings I pray and I surrender things that I desperately want to control, but I know that I don't have control over. Mm -hmm. Surrendering the outcome is about having peace with that which is outside of our control without sacrificing the effort or care of what is inside our control. 
until you surrender the outcome, you will always be the greatest enemy to your own success. In order to reach your greatest potential, you must operate with a heart posture of gratitude. Commit to the controllable, surrender the outcome, and trust the process. Um, so again, I don't take credit for that, but I talk about surrendering the outcome to every single one of my teams and individuals across the country. So when it comes to being creative, um, don't worry about, don't be so focused on like, how's this going to look? Is this perfect? Yeah. And kind of just do it, right? Um, be rigorously authentic, go out there and do it, but don't worry about how it's going to be received, right? Focus on the process of creating the content in general. Gary Vee's all about that. Content, yeah. content, content, put it out, put it out, put it out, put it out, right? Don't worry about how it's going to be received, right? Crush the process of creating that content, Yeah. right? Um, and then do uncomfortable work. So the way that I relate to that is when I first opened up my wrestling club seven years ago and I was asking for people whose advice that I trusted, what should I do about this? How should I do about that? Um, specifically, I was like, yo, I, don't, I have a full-time job at the FBI. I don't have time to build a website. Like, who, who did you hire? They were like, uh, I built it myself. I'm like, you built that website? Like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, who should I use for payments? They're like, like I want to ask somebody to help me like, start this payment-taking process. Yeah. They're like, nobody. You do it. You create it. And I was like, why are you telling me this? He's like, you know, as a beginner entrepreneur, you have to do all the uncomfortable, time-consuming things now so that when you grow and grow and grow, you know what it takes to run it. You can step in at any time. When you see it going wrong, you can see the writing on the wall versus they were giving me examples of people that immediately just paid others to do their work. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's why this business failed because they paid everybody else to do the difficult stuff. When push came to shove, they didn't know how and they didn't want to. And that's why their business failed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are three things that I, I've literally never shared them before to anybody. Um, but I, I came across this last week and it just has me thinking, you know, that's how leaders should be. That's how creators should be. Be authentic, do the uncomfortable work and surrender the outcome. Focus on the process of being great. Um, so I recommend everybody to buy that book, Chop Wood, Carry Water. I think it's phenomenal. Um, it was given to me by Tom Borelli, a uh, college wrestling coach at um, Central Michigan. Yeah. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. His, hus his husband, uh, his, his son is the um, head coach at Stanford. Um, yeah. So, you know, Borelli's have a lot of great coaching in them. And he said, Mike, I think you'd love this book. And it's Chop Wood, Carry Water, Falling in Love with the Process of Becoming Great. Uh, I'll add one more thing to the list that uh, the TED Talk guy gave gratitude. Okay. Kyler Sanderson at Sanderson Wrestling Academy, Kale's brother, he taught me so much about gratitude. And in the beginning, I'm like, all right, you're telling me this is your family in Penn State secret. I'm listening. I get it, but I don't get like the tactical application and advantage of it. Well, over the years of hanging out with Kyler, getting to know Kyler and really studying great athletes and gratitude, gratitude and Kale will say the same thing as the mental edge of the teams at Penn State. So what does that mean and how does this apply to creative people and being creative and just people at this time? Focus on opportunity, not on problems, right? Focus on making the most of what you've got, not all of the ways that this can go wrong, okay? How do I make the most of this, good, bad, and ugly, versus what are the ways that this could go wrong? So in athletics, how do I make the most out of my opportunity to be great? That, that involves making the most out of all my opportunities and practice. As creators, make the most out of every opportunity that you have to learn, okay? Don't think that like just because you are really good at this that you don't have more to learn, right? Make the most of this time that you should be hungry to grow your business, hungry to, gr to gain more creative skills, and hungry to hone what you're best at, as well as work on your weak areas. Make the most of opportunity, but be thankful for the opportunity to struggle. Those of us that are sitting here complaining about coronavirus this and coronavirus this and, um, you know, I don't know how I'm going to handle this and I don't know how I'm going handle, to handle that. No, what do they say? Smooth seas don't make a strong sailor. So no one created anything great under times of ease. Yeah. When things are perfect, people don't come out with innovative solutions yeah. on how to be more perfect. Yeah. Right? It's, I'm having this problem. I need to figure out how to solve it. And this is how Venmo is born. This is how Facebook is born. This is how all of these transformative things 
in life. This is how, you know, major historic civil right movements have been born out of difficulty and adversity. I don't know many championship level things that have been done in life, in sports, in business, in good times. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's with uh, any, <laughs> Lord, anything you see in nature, uh, it can go from humanity all the way down to uh, plants is that you, you've got to be planted and you've got to be planted in darkness and you don't know, you know, uh, people don't know when you're going to sprout out and, and become this, you know, such and such. Um, you know, we don't have the answers to that, but you have to be planted in, in darkness. You have to be, you know, you have to allow yourself to sort of get out of that, you know, grow out of that ground and become something, 100%. Um, something more. And I, I think, 100%. I think a lot of people, um, I, honestly, I think we need to take a lot of lessons from nature. Uh, like I said, we're sitting there running around like, yeah. like crazy people and nature is just took a, took a reset. And, 100%. and it's like I said, it's been the, 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 the best three weeks on this planet um, from a global scale. Now, oh, 100%. From our, now from our humanity, you know, from our perspective, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, we feel like uh, things are about to fall out, you know, the roof is about to fall out and, you know, things are happening. But from a global perspective, you know, the earth has never looked cleaner. It's never looked prettier. Uh, you know, things are being reset. We've uh, all been yeah. through worse. Guys, yeah. remember, I told you, like, remember past adversity. All of you, if this is the worst thing you ever have to go through, you are blessed as hell. Yeah. Right? We are, we, like, and, and, and I don't, and one of the things I'm grateful for more than ever in my life is my health. Yeah. Right? We all take that for granted, especially those of us healthy people. And I know healthy people that are in the hospital. Right? Yeah. So I definitely take my health and my family's health a lot more serious now more than ever. But yo, like I was in New York for 9-11. Like I've, we've all been through more difficult things. And guess what? Most of us have a hundred percent success rate of not dying. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and again, I'm not putting the people that have given their lives in difficult situations or have, you know, really been hurt through those. What I'm saying is if you're listening to this, right, that means you're alive. That means you've been through hard stuff and you didn't die. And yeah. even if you came out of it, not with all your limbs and all the pieces of your puzzle, you're alive, okay? And that's, that's something that now more than ever, you need to not take for granted and be appreciative and be grateful for simple things like clean air, being able to go outside your house, yeah. being able to hang out with your friends, okay? But my point is, and I shared a, a post with 9-11, uh, Katrina and Hurricane Harvey. We've been through worse. We'll get through this if we're not stupid. The only way this gets worse is us. Yep. That's it. And take it and take notice of what nature is doing when we're not around. Yeah. We are the problem. Yeah. You know, if you believe in greater beings, right, whether it be in religion, religion or otherwise, like, you know, I believe mother nature is whoever she, or whoever, whatever she's connected to. She's teaching us a lesson. If you're paying attention Yeah. and saying, yo, you're the problem. Don't come back living the same life. Because we wouldn't be in this situation if we practice better. Like, think of the places that are struggling the most, like a Detroit, like yeah. a New Orleans. Okay. I mean, New York, yes, they have poor health too. They have poor hygiene and health too, and they're really tightly packed together. But New Orleans and Detroit, they're struggling because they've been living terrible quality of life yeah. for years and they're getting wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that, you know what, we may have to go to another episode later uh, for something else, uh, sort of deep dive into some things. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those where I think as a nation, as a society, you know, we have to, you know, see what's going on right now. The animals, nature, all that, they're fine. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it's one of those where we have to, we have to learn how to be in more balance with, with the earth. Animals couldn't uh, be happier. Yeah. Um, so uh, they are living their best life. Yeah. So uh, no one's getting hunted down, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so, so think about it. Animals literally are living their best life. They're at home with us 24 seven, right? Or they're getting left the hell alone. Yeah. Like out, out, out in the wild, okay? Yeah. So we, you know, uh, as coaches, when we take our kids to tournaments and they go in the stands, hey, you better leave this place better than when we came here. Mm -hmm. Do not leave this place a mess. America. I mean, worldwide, but America, like, listen to the advice of wrestling coaches there. 
yeah. right? If you're going to take your kid to somebody's house and you're not going to let them make a mess, do not go back, enter into the world and not take better care of yourself, not take better care of your environment, get it together mm. and make damn sure that we do a better job of being better humans. We are not like this should show you, you are not in control. You're in oh, control yeah. of yourself. <laughs> we are not in control. Hurricane right. Harvey showed me that very clear. I watched water go from ankle high to chest high in 12 hours. I am in no control of it. E plus R equals O. You can't control the event, but you can control how we respond. And how you respond as individuals, as families, and how we respond as America will determine what happens next. So that's what I want you all to focus on. You know, like in, in, for this episode, I hope, uh, you know, I, I, I hope we get the chance to talk on, you know, uh, numerous occasions again. And when, you know, what you guys take from this, focus on yourself, focus on the things that you can control, your attitude being number one, your effort and your preparation, whatever you're doing, like make yourself better, right? Three, I hope that you focus on what's next. Don't worry about what's happened in the last couple weeks. Don't worry about what's going to happen in four weeks from now. What's next? Yeah. Literally what's next today and tomorrow, right? Focus on gratitude. Be very thankful for what you have right now and not what you don't. Okay. I don't care if you are broke, you got denied unemployment. You are not sure how you're going to pay your next bills. You know what you've got? Clean lungs. Yeah. I'm sure you would trade all of those things to not be in the hospital away from your family. Yeah. Right. And then like they said in the TEDx talk, right? Practice rigorous, you know, creators, rigorous authenticity, do the uncomfortable work, do all the things right now that you put off and put off and put off and put off and put off. I painted two rooms in my house yesterday, right? <laughs> I completely redecorated my bedroom. Um, and I did a bunch of stuff that I like just didn't have the time to do. I always did, yeah. it just wasn't a priority. And you know what? I'm doing the things that I don't want to do. I'm purposely waking up at 8 a.m. I have one lifting buddy and we work out every day at 8 a.m. I could sleep into 10 if I wanted to. No yeah. one's at work, but I'm not, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, thank you for the um, opportunity to be, on the, to be on your show. And I hope that we get to, you know, really influence um, people over the course of time. You know, uh, I know it's funny. I'll share the story of how we met. And uh, I was, I, I have a very large network um, on my Facebook and Instagram, right? And I put a post out to the wrestling community and I said, hey, I need people that are good at some graphic design stuff. And uh, I had a bunch of people respond, like I, so many comments, so many comments. <laughs> and I had people drop your name and then you obviously like dropped your own name. And I did it on purpose. I didn't answer anybody back on purpose because I wanted to see who was going to follow up. And do you want to know the two people that followed up hands down the most, right? Not people asking for business, just people that like followed up and like stayed engaged was you and another dude, Chris, who is in my opinion, the absolute boss at digital media and yeah. combat sports. He runs his own digital media company that were, that is, he's done more stuff, social media marketing online for combat businesses than anybody in the country. <laughs> Two people that don't need my business, but real recognizes real. And like, we both followed up with each other. I, like plenty of people said, Oh, like message me, message me. And then like you and Chris were two people that like reached out to me, like, Hey, look at my work. I'm a gangster. Gangsters work together. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's why we've collaborated on some things. So for those of you listening to this, like I worked with a lot of artists, um, worked a lot of people that have done good work. Zero people have listened to a concept, an abstract concept and created and put it on a piece of art as well or as quickly as you have period. End of story. I have worked with, I've been in coaching wrestling for a decade. Well, more than that now, I guess like 13 years and I've been doing gear probably for seven, eight years. And I have never had a concept go. I, I gave you, here are some ideas. This is kind of my vibe. First one that you, the, the first, second one that you sent me was like, yup, that's pretty much exactly what I want. Let's just make a little bit of tweaks. Yeah. Right? It's just very rare that you get people that really hit concepts. So anyways, Moral of the story is that like, uh, uh, I'm happy that we met. I, um, those of you that are listening, looking for, you know, digital 
uh, uh, digital art. I, I've never worked with somebody better than you, so I appreciate that. And um, you know, definitely hit you up. You know, definitely make sure that you hit him up, guys, um, and use him for any and all of your digital media needs, like whether it be logo creation, whether it be for t-shirt designs, like I couldn't imagine how many jack of all trades this dude has. So if you have something digital media related, he probably doesn't and you didn't even know. <laughs> I appreciate it, appreciate it for the, yeah. for the word of mouth, uh, for the shout out. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's one of those where, uh, yeah, I'm, for any creator, uh, anybody that's, that, that may be trying to uh, get their business going or, or looking at uh, getting new, new clients, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you one trick and this is something that I do, uh, and I say I don't do it, you know, just out of, you know, this is a, my marketing toy. No, um, first of all, I'm real authentic. Uh, I, I generally love helping people. I love helping businesses, organizations. Uh, I want to see them succeed because if you don't succeed, then I'm not doing my job. So right. if you're not, if I'm not coming up with something that people are gonna sell or people will be like, I want to buy into this, I'm not doing my job. So um, it, it's one of where I'm real big on just creating relationships. You know, it, it you know, it could be something where you know, I, I think you you made that post. Might have been like last year or something like that. I, I yeah. And you know, so planting those seeds and you know, just reaching out, following up, um, and and not not to say you know nothing may come out of it, but just wanting to reach out and create a new contact. Then you you don't then you know. I mean, you relationships are everything. Yeah. Relationships so. are everything. You, you never know the value of of the uh, of, of relationships i would say like one of the reasons that i feel like i've been successful in my industry is that like i'm definitely relationships first business second yeah. um you know i i want to cultivate genuine relationships and friendships with people and if business come out of it great if not like we're, we're at a minimum resources for each other and support in times of need um you know i think but you know like i said real recognizes real there's a reason why i have this uh i have this uh, mug here and I, and I made sure to display it because, you know, I'm not in this game to be anything less than one of the best to ever do it. I know you feel the same way. That's why you consistently design the covers of things like Win Magazine and, you know, light all of our, light, light all of us in the wrestling community up with great art. And, um, you know, I think now is a time for, you know, I think even major media personalities are be, will be more willing to, or not just media, but just major personalities are going to be more willing to co collaborate more than ever because we're, we, we, we got to figure a way to grow during this time. So treat this as an opportunity to grow, not as a time to survive. If that's my, 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 my biggest advice and focus on, if you're really struggling, focus on the things that you're grateful for. The opposite of depression is not happiness. It's thankfulness. Yeah. So yeah. Find, find things to be grateful, focus on that. Awesome. So before we end it, uh, what is, I'm gonna give you, uh, what's one resource, and then I'm sure you know, you've already you know, gave out one book, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask that question again. What is uh, one resource that, uh, that would be helpful for any entrepreneur or any creator right now? And then what is one book that has drastically changed the way that you see, see yourself? For sure. So, um, I would say there's endless resources in a, like, uh, in a digital age. Um, I know good resources that we personally have is we have numerous podcasts, like probably like hundreds of podcasts from short little snippets that could apply to any realm. Like we may be talking about wrestling in it, but it's talking about relaxing under pressure, building confidence, motivation, self-knowledge, goal setting, whatever it may be. Lots of podcasts if you were to go online. Um, if you like the stuff that I was talking about, when you go to Wrestling Mindset's podcast page at Apple or iTunes, whatever, uh, Google Play, you can search for the interviews that I've done. And what I took is I, you know, I took, um, I took uh, people that are big names in our sport with great success. And I pick their brains and the subject matter experts that I subject matter areas that I feel like they were experts at. So if you look for mindset, Mike, under the wrestling mindset podcast, you'll find the interviews that I did. Um, great resources. Like I said, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram, putting out a lot of great content, mm -hmm. um, not just sales to get your into, not just sales lead, you know, things to get your sales leads, things that like, whether we're emailing or putting out video or, or picture, media content on a daily basis, wrestling mindset, martial arts mindset, mindset, Mike, those are the places where you can find us like lots of great resources. I know for me, like I spent, a, I started spending a lot of time listening to echelon front. Um, that's Jocko's company. 
Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to um, um, participate. I, I spoke at an event where one of Jocko's guys, JP Dinnell, was at as well. Um, they're big on the dichotomy of leadership and extreme ownership. I would definitely look into listening to like their podcast, reading their book. Um, that's next on my list. And I still maintain the same thing that I said before. If there's one, I, I don't read books. I listen to books. Yeah. Uh, the book that I listened to that was the most impactful as of late was um, the culture code same guy wrote the talent code where he interviewed a bunch of talented people mm -hmm. in sport and industry and he came up with these like 52 traits of like what what made them talented um he created a book called the culture code same thing successful businesses successful teams what were the aspects of their culture and it was i believe a sense of safety a sense of belonging and a sense of mutual vulnerability so i can't remember the guy's name but culture code um same guy that made the talent code was a great, a great listen, a great read. And um, I recommend every single person that I meet and ask me any advice on mindset to read Chop Wood, Carry Water. We have to fall in love with the process, but what, what mindset training is that really helps is we tell you the process. So like, you know, these motivational speakers, they talk about, you gotta love the process. You gotta, you gotta love the hunt, right? You gotta be a lion, you gotta love the hunt. Yeah. All right, coach, well, teach me how to hunt then. Uh, well, I just got to love the process. You got to love the hunt. Right. And like, that's what mindset training is. We teach you how to hunt. We yeah. teach you what your process and personal operating system is. We have a systematic sports specific curriculum that is catered to you for people in your sport to help you or in life. Like I, I work with sales teams. It's the same thing. You know, I work with people on an individual level. Um, so lots of resources to find online. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm going to plug the ones that we use mm -hmm. because I think that they are valuable far beyond just sports sales um, and in your day-to-day -day life. So thank you again for the opportunity to speak today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to a long relationship uh, both over Zoom and, uh, you know, in business. So thank you. Oh, it sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, hopefully uh, if everything, when everything ends, I, I definitely wouldn't mind, uh, you know, flying out there and, and, you know, picking some brain, picking, picking your brain more and, and working out and training with you. Likewise, uh, man. But um, yeah. Oh, and one quick note. Um, how can anybody, if, if, if someone's interested in, in doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, right yep. now, I know you're doing uh, video calls and video meetings right now. How can yep. people reach out to you? So what's great is that all of our, all of our training is virtual with the exception of people that live close to us or that fly us out. Yes. So obviously right now, like for us, it's most 98% business as usual, but um, so everything's over the phone or over zoom. You can uh, find me personally, um, mindset, Mike, mindset, underscore Mike um, main avenues I use are Instagram and Facebook. Um, you're more than welcome to hit me up. Mike at wrestling That's my email. Um, and if you'd want to jot down my number, it's 516-510-4684. And if you want to find more information about what we do, you can uh, Google uh, zwinningmindset.com. Uh, that's the parent company, yeah. right? And then we've got wrestling mindset, martial arts mindset, softball mindset, soccer mindset. So you could also look through there, but you're more than welcome. Anyone on this call, shoot me a text, send me an email, hit me up on Instagram, DM. Um, and I look really forward to hearing from all of you. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, like I said, this has uh, been another episode of the Creative Brew. Uh, like I said, this episode will be uh, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, it'll be up uh, if I you know, post out the video portion. It'll be out on, uh, on my YouTube page. And it'll also be on Helium Radio, uh, which is another great partner, the, uh, the online syndicated radio station that I'm with. Um, so yeah, this is, this will be out, uh, on the East and West coast. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, everybody will be able to uh, check this episode out and check out some of the other past episodes too, as well. Um, especially now, you know, uh, if you, you know, if you listen to this, uh, on Tuesday, I'm telling you, this is, this, I think this is really going to get, get you on the, on the path to, you know, get your mind right, get your body right. Um, go to people like, like, like Mike and, 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 uh, and the things that he's doing right now, uh, where he's going to give you a, a, you know, a process, a system, um, to go do the process to, to, you know, figure out how to hunt and thrive in situations like this. We want to maximize our potential at everything yeah. that we do in order to do that. You got to know what your process is and how to get the most of it. And, you know, the greatest athletes in the world, um, 
in every sport, you know, just to give you perspective, Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant all had the same mindset coach, right? Mm. I don't think any of us listening to this would probably ever would be afford his retainer or Tony Robbins, right? But the yeah. point is, is that there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that are kind of quacks in this, in this, oh, yeah. uh, in this industry. Um, but system, you know, whether it be you utilize me or us um, or somebody else, they better have a system. There better be a curriculum and you better be putting pen to paper. If you're just talking to somebody, you're only retaining 5% of what they say. Yeah. Right. So that's what separates us is, you know, that pen to paper, that systematic process. So if sports and life are 90% mental and you're not training this, you're losing out. So I know you said, you know, you're this, the version of yourself 10 years ago um, would crush the version of yourself now. And, you know, guys, I hope you could say that every six months, um, yeah. you know, not just have to go through life five, 10 years at a time. Like a lot of us yeah. don't be casual. Let's be offensive during this time and use this to kickstart the rest of your life. So thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, appreciate it. And like I said, get another great episode of the Cradle Brew. Be Cradle, stay inspired. Thank you. See ya. Oh my God.